Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone 2021? Will be, has been the year to rediscover adventure. Mid-America RV is your gateway to the outdoors. I switched those. No one will care. With their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers, they have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. Gang, welcome in. All back together, all back on the YouTube, as well as your favorite podcast platform. It is good to be talking to you guys again. And sometimes the ad copy writes itself for us. We don't even have to try to plug things. But if you saw the naked man climbing the, the tarp tunnel at the Nats game, well, he needs to trim up his tarp tunnel because, my lord, when he stood up, it looked like the 70s. So, Manscaped, two guys 20. Not to, like, call out another dude for what he's doing, but, like, come on, bud. If we're seeing it from the upper deck, one, congratulations. Uh, two, trim it up. <laughs> yeah, I didn't look that closely. I just saw the part in the, the – you did you zoom in? <laughs> I tried to. I mean, I could tell from afar that it was – a lot, but I did not zoom in to get the the graphic part, and it sounds like Mellow did. Yeah, I love that Mellow accurately called out when the district coolers hit, and when anyone who's been to a Nats game will tell you, yes, it th- those district coolers. There's a reason. Yep. There's a limit, or there used to be on how many you could have in a game. There used but to be, and it was two, and it was accurate. But if you find yourself yep. like the national streaker and need to trim up before spring gets here uh, or summer gets here. Two guys 20. Save 20% off at manscaped.com. So there you go. That's – but the I've seen a lot of streakers in my day. For the, my man to crawl in the tarp tube. Tarp tube. <laughs> Did you yeah. see how he got there? in there? Yeah. He I'm assuming slid, he slid. <laughs> yeah. Slid on the tarp. And like I don't even think he intentionally was going for it. But he slid on the tarp. And then it was just like, oh, I'm here. And then crawled all the way through it. Because at first I just saw the video of him like being brought out of the tube, whatever we're calling it. And I was like, oh, okay, like that's cool. He went in there and hid. But no, he slid, crawled all the way through, and then they brought him out. I'm kind of here for it. Like, I, I like the streakers. Let's, let's do it more often. What? Like, you're probably going to be arrested, but uh, I'm about it. It's just a fine. I mean, yeah, and sometimes I'm... you can't come back to the stadiums. But... Would you be cool if you were there with Maya and Maddie and they witnessed that? Uh, I'm a good parent, so I would shield their eyes from it. Oh, uh, okay. You would shield their eyes and laugh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. like The truth they have, is, they have stepbrothers, which is going to be a weird thing <laughs> in the future, but like they know. They're not dumb. They know anatomy, and they'd be like, ooh, that's gross. I'm not looking at it. So right. it's whatever. Right. That's also, true. the chance that our children would actually be watching the field are, is slim, right? Like maybe <laughs> one of yours, but like Emmett would be on his phone and have no idea what happened. So I wouldn't yeah. even have to. Mine if I didn't be draw watching, attention to it. Yeah, but they would like, like they're little girls. They would be grossed out and be like, oh, that's disgusting. I can't believe that happened. That's what people should right. have shouted at him. Get manscaped. They should pay his fine. You know, it's just good marketing. <laughs> you know, you see that with companies sometimes like, oh, we'll pay Randy Moss's fine or whatever. Or, you know, maybe, maybe not, we don't want to cheat streak. Maybe, uh, maybe I streak and I've trimmed certain manscaped logos into my body somewhere. I just think if Who you're going to streak, you need Everything to do it at a stadium. 
that you don't want to go back to ever because you are probably yeah. you had a lot of bad You're fan banned. conduct lately. You're probably going to be banned, right? So I think you have Tuscaloosa, to pick your spot. Alabama, here I come. Right. It's like ah, Norman, Oklahoma. Sure. <laughs> and then it's like, ah, I can't ever go back. It's fine. Or like Paige Longhorn. could streak at an A's game because they're going to move. So like, does that follow <laughs> right? you to Portland? I don't know if it does. So I think you just caught your shot at the Coliseum. That was something we talked on last uh-huh. episode, and you weren't here, so we don't get to discuss that on this one, okay? It's hurtful. Sorry. Yeah, we'll move Speaking on. Speaking of hurtful, uh, guess what? Let's start some football. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, we have a lot of places we could go with this. Yeah, the Falcons were a little upset with Julio's phone conversation with Shannon Sharp because they felt it took away from their ability. Not took away, but it just it made it harder for them to have some leverage to trade him because he's like, yeah, I'm gone. I'm done. I don't want to do this. Um, I don't think it's come out that he said that he knew he was on the call or he didn't either way, but I just, I don't know. Do you think that gets done sooner than we think just because, Hey, now everyone knows and it should just happen because he told everybody and he said he doesn't want to go to Dallas. So is Dallas like, all right, bye. We're not trying. Mm -hmm. Well, Dallas has three amazing receivers. Of course he doesn't want to go to Dallas. Like, they have Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and CeeDee Lamb. Well, so that's not why he that, said he didn't want to go to Dallas. Why he said he didn't well, want he to go to Dallas. Because he win. Right. Yeah. So, just I to be th- clear. Like, my thing on this is it's kind of, like, become a bigger story than it needed to be because of Shannon Sharp. Like, Julio said he didn't want to come back. Feels like this has been known for quite some time. Remember, he, like, took everything off his social media, like, back in January. We were like, oh, Julio took everything off. And then they didn't put him in their stuff. It's like, this is, we're seeing a social media breakup happen here. It'll happen after June 1st. It has to happen after June 1st because of the salary cap ramifications. So um, we might see something agreed to and then it actually happens post June 1. But I know a lot of people, I think Diana Rossini said this morning as well, it's like Thursday morning, excuse me, there are teams now offering a first round pick. Jeff Darlington said it might be a second or third. So we're seeing the negotiations happen in the media. Mello, I don't know if your thoughts have changed on this since we talked about it yesterday, but feels like he'll get traded next week, probably to an AFC team. Probably not the Tennessee Titans, and it'll probably be for a second-round pick. Yeah, I mean, we did. We talked about it a little bit on radio uh, the last couple days. And the Darlington report coming out and saying that, yeah, I think it's going to be a second, maybe even a third. I think as soon as that happened, and I, I think he was probably accurate, but I think 31 teams probably picked up the phone and said, wait, we can get this guy for a second or a third? And then yep. that drove up the cost. And then somebody comes back and says, you know what? We'll, we'll, give first. we'll give up a first. We're going to be picking late in first round. And I don't blame teams. I think there are a lot of good fits, especially in the AFC. Every single team could use Julio Jones, like outside of probably Dallas. But I mean, there are so many of them, the Titans, the Colts, the Chiefs, the Ravens. So many teams could use a Julio Jones. And if you're bringing him in and you're picking in the 20s or the 30s anyway, yeah, you pull the trigger on that deal. Have you guys ever seen a team tweet about something like this the way that they the Falcons tweeted about this? I don't know if you guys saw it, but it was just like, yeah. oh, Julio. I, I don't know what the exact wording on it was, but like basically saying, hey, this player wants to leave us. He, this is what he said on the phone with Shannon Sharp. Like, I have never seen that. Yeah. I thought it was just so strange that like, yeah, I get you want to address it, but like, I don't know. Don't you leak that out to somebody and somebody reports it, not putting it on your like right. official social account? Right. I, yeah, I didn't normally you would. I think, too, for the Falcons, like, their social media, like, especially, like, is constantly being trolled. So I Mm. feel like that was just, like, an interesting way to go about it. I want someone to offer them pick 28 next year and a third-round pick for Julio Jones. 
Oh, that would be funny. <laughs> they could. It would just be the Ravens might like, really be great. Funny. Right. It would be like, hey, we'll give you twenty eight for a three and a and Julio. Uh, if I were the Ravens, I would, or excuse me, the Falcons. I think you have to do this because the one thing they didn't do this year that we thought they would is get a quarterback of the future. Yeah, Matt Ryan for yeah. probably two more years, maybe three. So get that draft capital where you have Calvin Ridley, you have Russell Gage, who are good players. The NFL has proven you can find receivers outside of the first round. Julio is the template for that, right? He is 32. He has been banged up. I think you wish him well and get the most value. I would trade him in the NFC. It's not like the Falcons are making the playoffs. Who cares, right? Yep. Trade him in the NFC. Oh, by the way, you have Kyle Pitts as well. I forgot to mention him. So I would just who have highest bidder. Who wants him? Is it the Green Bay Packers? Cool. Maybe you want Jordan Love in exchange. You know, is it someone else? Take picks. That's the way I look at it. Yeah. Yep. Same for um, me. And I, I've never understood the whole NFC, AFC thing. I, I wouldn't trade him within my division. But outside of that, like if Green Bay wants him and they want to give up a first, sure. Because if they lose Aaron Rodgers, they're going to be drafting high anyway. So I would do it. And, you know, if Green Bay wants to say, yeah, we'll save our Aaron Rodgers and bring in Julio and that will make everything fine, whatever. I, I, I would do it. If the 49ers want him, whoever it is, uh, I would be open to trade outside of my division. So Aaron Rodgers, we have so much to talk about when it comes to him, but here's, let me say something. So I saw on Twitter that somebody has been tweeting at us about like not criticizing Aaron Rodgers. They're like, please stop criticizing him. Stop talking about him on the show. You're just going to criticize him. This is going to be a roller coaster of emotions for that listener because I'm going to praise him and criticize him. And I know that one of you is going to criticize him. So it's just going to be a lot. Let's start with his interview on SportsCenter first, the football stuff first. Um, he basically said, I love everybody except for the front office. And now uh, it's basically writing on the wall of like, he wants them to be fired, the GM to be fired, or this is still going to be a tricky situation. Matt, you've said before that they can't do that because it would really set a really bad look. But at this point, what do you do? Trade him. That's what you do. And you say we don't want to trade Aaron Rodgers. Actually, if I were there, I'd say we don't want to trade the player. But if he doesn't want to be here, we have options. You can start finding him. But you come out and say we have no interest in trading Aaron Rodgers so that demand stays high. The Falcons, as we're seeing, are kind of getting undercut with the Julio stuff because now everyone knows he wants out and that they've been taking calls on it. So I think you have Mm -hmm. to maintain that you don't want to trade him and see what happens there. But you can't. The Packers also, it's an interesting situation because you don't have an owner. Jerry Jones isn't in the building who says, you just upset my star player, you're fired. There's not a situation like that where you actually have like a board of directors who would have to make this decision. So I think if you're Green Bay, you have to just, you knew, and Aaron said this to Kenny Mayne, I think it was part of that interview where he said, you know, they thought I was going to be done after this year. And I went out, won the MVP, and I really messed up their plans. Be that as it may, that means Green Bay was planning on moving on from him anyway. So just go ahead and move on from him. The hurt feelings are there. Whatever. Just end it, move on, get as much as you can to start that reload or rebuild that you'll have to do. That's an offensive line that's getting older. We we know there's questions in the secondary. They need some more help. I I think eventually they will at wide receiver, even though I kind of like the core that they have. So I think you do have to just... Bite the bullet. And like I said with Julio, you got to trade him to the highest bidder. And no, you don't want that to be, you know, obviously the Bears are, are set. The Vikings drafted Kellen Mond. The Lions have Jared Goff. You don't want to trade him within the division. But 
I think you do start talking to teams like Denver, start talking to teams like New Orleans or uh, Las Vegas and saying, okay, what, what does a realistic offer look like between players and picks so that we can make this happen? Yep, I, I would do the absolute same. Really? And if I'm Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. and I want traded, I'd stop playing the guitar on Twitter because that's only hurting your <laughs> reputation and it's driving down your trade value. Well, I, don't think- I think with the trade thing is that like he he doesn't want to come back. So what's it going to look like even if he does come back? Oh, you're coming back for a year? What if he comes back for a year and plays terrible? Then his yeah. trade value has dropped. And I, he could come back very easily and play great, win another MVP, but I don't think his hurt. trade value is increasing. Like We know who Aaron Rodgers is. He's coming off of an MVP season, and so I would I would trade him as well. I mean, Mello, what are you holding sorry, on for at this point? To play to point, Mello, he turns 38 this season. His trade value mm-hmm. is not going up. Like right now you could trade him and be like, we might have four or five more years. Every year yeah, more yeah. that you don't, tra- don't trade him for a year, that value goes down because he's 38. And you're one year closer to having to pay him. I think you just have to do it right now. To play devil's advocate, he did say he liked everybody else. or So it's not necessarily <laughs> that it's uh, he hates everyone and doesn't want to be there. It's just in this current situation, he doesn't. Just to play devil's advocate. But he's living it up in Hawaii. I don't know if you guys saw the pictures. But um, it's basically like if somebody breaks up and then one of them goes on vacation and posts like, all the thirst traps you could possibly imagine to get back at their ex and be like, I'm fine. Um, it's even after Sarah having Marshall, that conversation. But the Packers aren't I there. was going to say it. Yep. They should have, in my opinion. They should have. But they didn't. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Devontae I Adams is going to show up any second now with Jordan Love. Yeah. Be like, ooh, this is awkward. <laughs> yeah. So it's weird. Like a, you, do you guys remember when the Clippers all went to DeAndre Jordan's house and like, it was like a pretend. Yeah, kidnapped him, wouldn't let him, wouldn't leave. Wouldn't let him leave until he signed. That's basically yeah. what the Packers should do. They should take a note out of that. Although it didn't work out in the end, so really don't take that I advice. I know that right. our, our Twitter friend who's tired of us criticizing Aaron Rodgers is going to hate this, but Aaron keeps setting himself up for criticism. Like, number one, he looks old as fuck in those pictures. Um, appreciate the sucking. <laughs> well, he's all standing those next to people that are actors that. and models. That's not fair. He's a professional football player. Doesn't matter. <laughs> he's paid to work out. It, he could afford a chef. Dude, he won an MVP again, with that body. I'm not okay? body shaming anyone. I'm just saying you would think that a professional football player would look a little bit more ripped than Miles Teller, who pretends to be people on TV. You really are someone. This guy pretends to be. You should be in better shape than him. He's only three years younger than you. Anyway, the guitar thing, though, I know Melo has tweets and thoughts about this. You're absolutely right. Nobody likes Kumbaya guy at the campfire. It's cringy. Like, you're probably a youth counselor, and you need to stop hitting on the teenage girls, buddy. Like, there are some serious bad vibes from the, oh, let's play wagon wheel left-handed on an acoustic guitar at a party. No, don't. Put it back. Put it back. He was also singing Taylor Swift and drinking wine, so... Yeah, even if somebody asks you to play guitar at a party and you're good at it, say no, because that is that one person's opinion. No one else around wants to hear it. You've heard one yes to the 99 no's, and nobody else wants to speak up and be that guy who's actually like, "Uh, no, we don't want to hear you play the guitar. We want to hear uplifting music, not your acoustic version of what it smells like. There's no originals. Definitely don't want to hear that. But also, here's like, say you're in a group of 10 people, and one guy's like, Oh, look what I brought. Whips out his guitar. Now, 
all the focus in that party is on that guy. It's not about your conversations mm-hmm. anymore or mingling or getting to know people. It's on John Denver over there singing his fucking heart out. Like, no one wants that yep. at a party. Unless it's John Mayer or Jason Isbell, and it's like, okay, well, maybe, you know, <laughs> right. maybe a song or two. That's it. Uh-huh. I, I didn't realize you guys John were Mayer so... shows up. Yeah, he better play the guitar. Um, yeah, but I didn't it's like if you Michael Jordan super... showed up, it'd probably be like, hey, want to play horse? Like, that's cool. You're the greatest <laughs> of all time at this. I'd like to see it in person in this small, intimate setting. You know? Yeah. I mean, I didn't realize Elon you guys Musk were so intense. Up, I'm going to about... talk to him about science, not cryptocurrency. Or okay, ask him fair. to play the fucking guitar. We've we we've been to some parties where this has actually happened, though. Paige, okay. I don't know I'm if like, you, you're very intense you about have. these party oh, etiquettes. Yeah, it felt like. There was like a, an era of our life where it was like, oh, we're going to go to a party. Is this guy coming? Because if he's going to be yep. there, I'm not. Or I'm going to stay I my ass outside that. the whole time because I don't want to hear you play sad songs on the guitar. Like, I get it. Every chick loves a uh, guitar player, whatever. I don't, though. And you're kind of cock blocking me with your guitar right now. Oh, so this is more of a awesome. jealousy thing. No, no, no not definitely at all. That not. Guy is no one's track. jealous of <laughs> guitar guy. Yeah, maybe actually nope. just take a shower and put your flip flops away. No one wants to play hacky sack with you either. I mean, you're bringing down the whole tone of the party. Now you're singing sad songs and people are thinking about exes. I'm trying to go over here and do other things. Okay, right. I'm going to bring this back. free falling is you off a cliff when I throw you off of it for pulling <laughs> a guitar out. Stop That's playing. That's a good song. I'm going to bring this back, and we have to, more Aaron Rodgers to talk about because he is going to play Great. in the match with Bryson, Bryson DeChambeau versus Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson. And um, first, the golf gods set us up for a great day of memes without even trying. So the day before, um, Brooks Kepka was being interviewed, and... Bryson made a comment behind him and he like lost his train of thought. It was just so annoyed and it became a viral meme instantly. Well, little did we know the next day Bryson was going to be announced as someone who was playing in the match and Tom Brady used that Brooks Kepka meme to troll Aaron Rodgers hard. And some of it was very, very real. Um, it was, I mean, it was one of the best meme days I have ever seen and also just one of the best days for golf in general because the fact yep. that people were talking about a golf tournament and golfers like coming off a huge win from Phil Mickelson where people cared, huge for the sport. I know certain people on this podcast don't necessarily love it, but you saw it all yesterday. I yeah. just love Tom Brady. I- and before we get into the <laughs> memes, I actually thought the best thing Brady tweeted had nothing to do with the, the meme of whoever those players are. When he said, two old guys against the Young Bucks, uh, DeChambeau better get used to laying up because we know Aaron Rodgers isn't going for it. That was the best tweet. Like, just throwing <laughs> a hardcore shade. I don't need a picture to do the work for me. I'm coming at multiple. you. I, I've said before, Tom Brady is the greatest athlete on social media right now. I don't think that's disputed. And he went at so many people. It was great. Someone said, like, oh, I don't think Tom Brady does his own social media. I think he has a little part in it. Well, he's, he's like, yeah, that's okay. Tweeting it, but. Yeah, he's probably being like, that's okay. You can send that. That's funny. Yeah. Well, I he definitely tweeted the tequila thing. Go ahead. Sorry, Mello. I, I think that he probably does a lot of it. Like some of the video editing and stuff like that, probably not. But. Tom Brady went to Michigan. He graduated from there. He seems like a pretty smart guy. I think he can make a meme. It's not that hard. So yeah, right. I, I do think that he was probably at least capable of doing some of it. And he's probably a pretty funny guy. That's so funny that you say it like that because it's like how like 
annoying are we that we're like, oh, Tom Brady couldn't make a meme. Like how, like the people that right. sit on the internet all day make memes. Like, oh, it's right. so difficult. I mean, some of it is hard. Some graphic stuff is hard, but like making the mm-hmm. like Brooks Kepka meme was not that hard. But that is hilarious to think about it. Has that way. Aaron Rodgers yeah. tweeted or is he too busy? He's he drumming. He did. I forgot so what it was, but he, he tweeted responded something. to Brooks Kepka because Brooks tweeted out and was like, I'm sorry, man, and tagged him. And I forget what he said um, in response, he but he did quote 100, tweet it. boy, that escalated quickly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. For, do you guys know, I, I put on here on the rundown that we would discuss the Brooks and Bryson saga because I bet you guys probably don't know where it started. And I don't know if, if you're not a golf fan, not you probably cool. don't. So I think it was a couple years ago when Bryson – was playing really, really slow, and Brooks and a couple of other players made comments about the fact that he was playing slow, and um, Bryson didn't like that and went up to Brooks's caddy and was like, tell your boss if he has something to say about my play, like he can say it to my face, which Brooks ended up doing. Why didn't he say it to his face then? I know, well, that's my first thought. Exactly. <laughs> like, you tell your boss if he has something to say, to, to, say to me, say it to my, like, what the fuck, <laughs> say it to his yeah, I don't understand that. That'd be like me so, having a problem with Mello and telling Paige, "Hey, you better tell Mello if he's got a problem with me, he come talk to me." Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. No? So um, that ended up happening, and they ended so up doing confused. like a funny vid- video interview that like made it playful. So it looked like okay, this is like a playful thing. It's not a serious thing. No big deal. Well, then Bryson was playing video games and he like live streams and someone said something and he was like, yeah, Brooks doesn't have a six pack or something like that. He made some comment about him. And um, Brooks then tweeted a picture of his like major trophies and was like, yeah, I'm like two away from a six pack. You're right, buddy. And like basically oh, shade at him. That's actually good. And so then it just became, <laughs> then it just became this thing where it ex- escalated and, um, you know, people have had fun with it at the tournaments i think someone called bryson brooksy and he was like whoever called me brooksy can leave um bryson also is the worst person in this meme game that's happening because he was like i'm living rent free in your head i'm like oh no he's a rent free guy come on man he's a lebron fan guaranteed that's all they can tweet back better do better (laughs) but yeah he's just kind of i i mean He's super unlikable, but I also would just like to throw out to my good friends at Turner who put on the match. Um, I will pay all of the dollars to listen to Brooks Kepka commentate because last time they had um, Justin Thomas going around the course and talking. I would literally give anything to listen to Brooks commentate that match. It would be so funny and so real. But now the Twitter banter has gotten a little intense and they've got a few tournaments coming up that um, hopefully they're paired in so that we can get that good content and other people will watch golf just to see it. When is the match? Yep. Uh, July 6th. Oh, nice. So 4th of July weekend. Yeah. So it'll be that. good content, but oh man, if we could get Brooksy on that, that would be amazing. Live from Big Sky, Montana. So excited for that. All right, guys. We're. I know we t- said, we've talked about this a lot. We're sticking with football, but There's last no football night. Right now. There's no football. There's there is no football. Aaron Rodgers on a beach is the biggest football news there is. Um, last night in MSG, Melo and I talked about this last episode. Uh, Trey Young uh, obviously wanted taunted that crowd, which is probably one of the largest, most obnoxious, um, and meanest fan crowds you could find, especially in basketball. And they handed out signs that said the new chant for the night was that Trey is balding. 
And it literally went on this thing, and it was like, he's 22 years old, and he's da-da-da-da-da, and he's balding. He has a spot in the back of his head. And sure enough, they were chanting, Trey is balding. Do you guys think that's a little too far, or do you think that's okay? Totally okay. I think if it's something the fans come up with, like, it's cool. But I did see that there were, like, leaflets under every seat. So if it's something that, like, the actual, like, Nick's front office or somebody's doing, I think that's probably crossing the line but it also yeah. like they might have been trying to steer it away from the fuck trey young comments that were going on so i don't know which this, one is yeah, worse honestly i know that better, they probably don't want the f-bomb yeah in, in front of all those fans and maybe potentially children that are there but uh either way you're not setting like a great example so i don't i don't know which one is worse but it, if it comes from the fans i don't really care chant whatever you want but it shouldn't be like an organized effort from the organization if there's like a group of TikTokers or Twitter or whatever, and they're like, hey, this is the chant we're doing tonight, go for it. I don't care. I really think that, like, you paid for your ticket. You want to yell, yell. Mello, we've said some questionable things at baseball players before. Nick Swisher, yeah. remember that day? Mm-hmm. So I just think that, it, like, obviously stay in your seat, and if there are children around you, try not to use any profanities. But, like, Trey is balding. Like that's a that's a harmless thing. Also, he can't really do a whole lot about it. It's genetics, you know. It's like whatever. Yeah. Um, if it, if he doesn't like it, he could shave his head instead of whatever it is he's doing. I just I love. Should. Right. I mean, I also just love the fact that MSG is loud again. As LeBron tweeted, it's loud ass hell. That doesn't make any sense. But like watching that game last night, I don't even really like basketball, but. It was just so energetic that I turned it on. It was like I was the yep. only one in the house not doing something, which is great. I was like, I'm just going to watch the playoff basketball. Watch the whole damn game because the crowd was so into wow. it that it made you – it was so intense. And even though, mm-hmm. like, it was a good game until the last couple minutes, but I, I found myself rooting for the Knicks, which I hate to do because those uniforms are shit. But I was. I'm like, <laughs> hey, D. Rose out there. Like, this is great. I'm rooting for the Knicks. So I love the chanting. Like, I think that's always good, especially when you – like, you're playing it pretty PG-13. That's G-rated, honestly, because we have heard the fuck Trey Youngs and things who are a lot worse than this before. So I'm good with it. And if he doesn't like it, he could do what he did in game one and silence them. But yep. – um, yeah. I, it's a lot better than it sets it up really nicely though, because if Trey Young does come out in Game Three, has another big game and shuts him up, or yeah, I guess they'll be at home for that one. But you know, maybe the Hawks fans are doing some chanting. It sets up big moments, and that's what NBA playoff basketball is all about. You know, it, it's going to be a little bit more violent than usual, and that's cool. Uh, I'm here for it. The chanting and the big shots that come with it, I think it's great for the sport. Yeah. And I think fans um, have missed it and are going all out these days. Mm-hmm. Um, well, especially because... in New York. They haven't been in a playoff yeah. game in yeah. forever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not only have they not been at sporting events, but they have not been right. in the playoffs in a you while. Thought a year was rough. Try eight of them or whatever yeah. it is. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, so we should feel sorry for them. I don't. Um, so a fan threw popcorn at Russell Westbrook, and he flipped out. Um, I'm going to go first because I know what angle you both are going to take. But um, it wasn't like they threw, like, a piece. Predictable. He was leaving. Yeah, you guys are very predictable. <laughs> he was leaving because of an injury, and a fan dumped it down, like, the crease of the, like, overhang that was covering the tunnel. Grow up. Don't do that. I think that is so ridiculous. I understand why he flipped out. If someone threw popcorn at me, like, you're emotional. You're, like, emotionally charged because, one, your team wasn't winning, and then also the fact that, like, 
you are hurt and can't contribute. Like, that is a lot of things. And to just throw pop, dump popcorn on someone like that, I mean, seriously. Like, come on. You can yell something at him or whatever. But, like, to actually, like, try and do that just is so childish. And that person is probably going to be banned. But... I personally thought it was so stupid and people were like, I, I can't believe you reacted that way. I would flip out too. I would honestly flip out that way too. Yep. I am clearly on the other side of the spectrum here. <laughs> like, I get it. I'm not trying to, to defend the fan of like, oh, it's just popcorn. It's fine. Uh, but it is just popcorn. It wasn't like a beer or something right. else. And so I, I think that the, it was an overreaction by Russell Westbrook. And it has been all the time. It's not like this is his first time dealing with fans that he's overreacted. I mean, he, we, he was yelling at fans in Utah. Again, not defending any well, of these fans. They're all pieces of shit. And that guy does need banned and shouldn't be allowed to come back to a game. I think the NBA and NFL, Major League Baseball, they need to take more action on people who are uh, coming in physical contact with fans. They, they just It shouldn't be possible. But for Russell Westbrook to flip out the way he did, I understand losing your temper. I understand getting mad about it. But to like, what are you going to do? You're going to charge into the stand because some guy threw popcorn on you? This isn't your first rodeo. You're an NBA veteran. You've been in the league. You've had interactions with fans. So like, act like you've been here before type thing. Get mad. Time to fuck off. I don't really care. But like flipping out like you're going to charge into the stands over some popcorn getting thrown at you. You just got to do better. I think think there's a lot of layers to it. I think there's there are a lot of layers to it, right? Number one, uh, I think he was mostly pissed that they were getting their asses kicked, number one. So let's just be honest about that. Number two, Philly fans, not the best reputation. He should be happy it wasn't a battery. Number three, it was an overreaction. Now, this fan should be banned, but I do think the fan dumps the popcorn on you. You need to come back out of the tunnel, point at who did it, draw the attention of security, and say, He's lucky I can't come up there, get him thrown out. Yep. But I also think as an athlete, you, yes, okay, what the fan did is terrible cross the line. They should be banned for life. But as an athlete, are you trying to start another malice in the palace? By you completely losing your shit and making six people have to hold you back, you're now, like, how do we know that one of your teammates isn't going to run up into the stands and we have a Ron Artest situation all over again? So I do think as a player, the NBA should talk to him and be like, hey, obviously, there was adrenaline. You were charged. We get it. But maybe, like, cool it a little bit next time. So I, I I do think there are a lot of layers where it's like what the fan did was wrong, but what Russell Westbrook did was an overreaction when he could have, I think, calmly called attention to this and got that fan banned. And then guess what we'd be talking about? Hey, this piece of shit Philly fan poured popcorn all over the guy. And I'm a mellow. Somebody pours popcorn on me, I'm probably looking up and trying to eat some of it. Now, if it were a beer or a water, something that's, like, cold, wet, I get it, but man, come on, it's popcorn. Mm-hmm. Really? And well, there's like, also well, a video of uh, Trey Young potentially being spit on in Madison Square Garden. Like, that's a big deal. Like, don't do that. Oh, yeah, somebody's getting punched that, in the that's face. That's a much that. bigger deal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think don't the other part me. was that I don't think he could see who did it, and that's why he was running out of the tunnel, was to be able to like actually look up and see who did it Maybe. and say something. I mean, we don't know that he would have necessarily run up and charged the fan. Did it look like it because everyone was holding him back? Yes, because they obviously didn't want something to happen. But I think as fans, there's like this fine line of like, yes, you paid for your ticket to be there and just like absolutely not viewing athletes as human beings Mm -hmm. and i think that's the part that's super disrespectful like he was hurt like if it was like him leaving end of game and whatever i don't think that i'd be as upset he was leaving because he was hurt like that's the part that gets me is like come on again no shock that this happened in philly 
Yeah, right. I mean, that's, so, right? Yeah. I just think it was disrespectful, and I think as fans, you need, like, I don't think you need to throw anything at anyone. I don't think you need, you can, like right. you said, you can use your words, and those are probably still going to get you banned if you say the wrong ones, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I do think throwing anything, doing something like that is just completely uncalled for. And I don't care what the also, reaction is. It's just completely uncalled for. Before we take a break. I'm also just so tired of basketball players overreacting. You get poked in the eye oh, and it no. looks like somebody he... cut a testicle out on the court. Or someone <laughs> bumps your shoulder. Someone who's six foot tall and supposed to be your best friend and he almost touches your shoulder and you writhe in pain on the court. Like, I'm tired of this shit. Like, somebody dumped popcorn on you. They did not – you weren't hitting the back with a baseball bat. Like, can we grow up a little bit here? Like, LeBron, set a better example. Y'all need to stop acting. Like, stop watching football because it, it's just the flopping, the overreacting. I get it. You're the, probably the fourth most popular sport in the country right now. You're trying to get that airtime on Sports Center, but find another way. Hit big shots. Stop having big flops. You think the NBA is the fourth most popular sport? NFL, college football, NFL draft, NBA. Yes. Okay, well, that's not accurate at all, so good good try. How is it not on ratings? It's just I, in terms of the sport in general. People don't just, like, sit around talking about the NFL draft every year. How do you measure the sport then? No, but the ratings for the NFL you draft by are a higher sport. than the that NFL draft is part of the NFL. The but NFL is the most popular. Event. I'm saying in terms of, like, most popular sports, the NFL is first. I would say NBA is second. I would say soccer is up there as well because it's super popular. Then I would put college football in. I think we're too close to the situation to be able to to say that because your list is very close. Ratings for the NFL draft will probably beat every game but the final game of the NBA playoffs. Because it's one event. One of the NBA draft. It's one event. It's not a bunch of games. It's also an event, not a game. Lakers Nets. Not a game. game Not a game. So Lakers Nets game five would probably be the only game that beats night one of the NFL draft. Which would you say is more popular? Again, it's an event, not a game. That is finding out who's going to be on your team. It's completely different. Okay. Well, then it's the third most popular sport slash (laughs) event. Good Lord. We'll definitely take a break now. All right. We took a break. We caught our breath. And it is time to pick three players not on our own teams that we're rooting for this season. So I don't get to pick any Texas players. Melo doesn't get to pick any Chiefs or Texas players. Paige doesn't get to pick any Niners or Arizona Wildcats, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Bear Alabama down. players. Yeah, Alabama players. That's what it should be. So no. uh, we picked picked three. This could be college football or NFL. We would love to see your guys' list. So tweet them at us, at two guys, a girl pod. Or you can leave them in your little iTunes review. Uh, so I started with Liberty quarterback Malik Willis. And I... I don't know where everybody wants to know where I have him ranked for next year's draft. We're not there yet. I just like watching him play football at this point. But I do love that Auburn fans have to deal with Bo Nix as their quarterback when they could have had Malik Willis, and he's now tearing it up at Liberty. So I'm rooting for him. I also love the small school story of, you know, while Liberty was, like, ranked last year, it's a good program. I, I think that story of we have all these blue bloods of, like, Spencer Rattler at Oklahoma, Keaton Sloves at USC, and it might be this dude at Liberty who ends up being the best quarterback out of them all. So he's tops on my list. Uh, I went NFL. I went one offense, one defense, just to try to keep things even here. I'm very much rooting for Tua at quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. Last year, I think people forgot that he was coming off an injury where we legitimately thought for a while he may never play football again. He gets cleared, is healthy, 
And then we go into a season with no preseason, very little OTAs, very little training camp, and he's thrown into the, the starting lineup midway through the year, and he struggled. And people wanted this guy traded, benched. They wanted his replacement drafted. So I'm rooting for Tua to have that bounce back. Let's remember, before he got hurt, he was one of the most accurate quarterbacks I'd ever seen in college football. We were calling him the lefty Drew Brees. He was so smooth, so accurate. So with the improved weapons they have around him, I'm all in on Tua for next year. And then on defense, I'm just staying in Florida, apparently. Josh Allen, but the one who's a pass rusher for the Jags, he had such a brilliant rookie season. Honestly, should have been a more rookie of the year conversations. Got hurt last year. We saw his stats dip. So I'm looking for that big bounce back. I think I might be like a, a little bit of a closet Jags fan, even though I'm not the biggest Urban Meyer guy. But Josh Allen was one of my favorite prospects in that 2019 draft. So looking forward to seeing him bounce back. Yeah, I, I'm kind of with you with the closet Jaguars fan. I just like a lot of the players that they've drafted, and that's what makes this little segment pretty easy to do it, it, with Malik Willis, too. Watching him and breaking down a little bit of tape on him this spring, it was like, how the hell did you pick Bo Nix over this guy? But they did for whatever reason. Bold choice. We'll see how that one works out for you. My three guys that I'm rooting for this year, uh, Kyle Hamilton, safety out of Notre Dame. I think he's a do-it-all guy. And maybe even I wouldn't be surprised if he plays more of that uh, joker role that uh, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa was playing at Notre Dame. He's big. He's bigger than Owusu-Koromoa is. I think they list him at like 6'3", 6'4", 215 pounds. But he's a guy that's been coming on for the last couple of years. I think his junior year here at Notre Dame is going to be his time to shine. I'm definitely rooting for him. Love his style of play. Big hitter, but also great coverage. Number two guy, NFL. Now, I'm rooting for Dak Prescott. I've just always been a fan of his. And coming back from the adversity, the Cowboys not wanting to pay him, the injury, I'm rooting for a big year for him. I I would even like to see the Cowboys make it to the Super Bowl. Uh, Matt, you know this, but I was a Cowboys fan growing up with the Troy Eggman, Emmitt Smith days. So still a little bit of a, a soft spot in my heart for them. And for guys coming off of an injury, uh, I think we all kind of went with that. But uh, definitely rooting for Dak Prescott. Want to see him do well. And the last guy on my list, biggest surprise here, I'm rooting for Baker Mayfield this year to get his ass tore up by T.J. Watt because I love T.J. Watt, and that's who I'm rooting for, the little brother, the Pittsburgh Steeler. Want to see him lead the NFL in sacks. T.J. Watt's my last guy. I saw Baker on your list, and it was like, what? I was like, what? what I did happening? too. I'm like, I also misread <laughs> the assignment. I thought it was just like players you liked, not like players you're rooting for. That's why I took some people off my, my list because they're players I like. I just don't want them to be, do well because I don't want my team to do well. Um, yeah, Baker surprised me. but uh, And I was like, what in parentheses does he mean by that? All right. Mellow, you I don't know if you can guy. hear. Mellow and I are just I getting know. destroyed <laughs> by a storm right now. Like, like uh, tornado <laughs> sirens are going off any second now, I'm sure. So it's just I know, okay. I'm waiting lightning for the outside. Well, yeah, same, same. So all maybe right. we well, I will hurry through my list. Get then. under our desk if we have to. <laughs> yeah, seriously, just duck. Um, so the first one's not going to surprise anyone. I'm rooting for Joe Burrow. I would like him to have a good season. I would like the pick that they made in the first round to pay off um, and not – have immense regret for not taking an offensive lineman. Um, so basically, I'm rooting for the not only Joe Burrow, but the, the Bengals' offensive line um, to have a better year um, because I obviously think he is fantastic. Um, second one, I'm going with Justin Ross. Um, I did look it up after we talked about him on the last episode because he was hurt and had a neck injury. Um, and he isn't fully approved to play yet. There's still, like, one more hurdle he has to make to, to be playing, but... 
Um, I'm hoping, and again, I never thought that I'd be like rooting for Clemson, but um, <laughs> here I am um, hoping that they're, they're wide receivers back because I do really love watching him play. And I, I also know that like you just don't want to see a guy who has so much talent like that end his career because of something like that, um, yeah. an injury. But speaking of injuries, um, I'm also going with Mackenzie Milton, who is now at um, Florida State. Um, I loved watching him play at UCF. I believe he was part of the national champion year um, that they had. Yeah. And um, it's just interesting because, like, basically everyone told him he would never play football again, and he's coming back. It's a lot like the Alex Smith thing. Um, I hope that he is safe, and I'm sure his parents are cringing, but I know his family gave up a lot for him to rehabilitate and be able to come and play football. Again, I never thought that I would be rooting for Florida State. But um, he did play in the spring game, so I'm hoping that things uh, go well for him and that we can see him out there playing again because he is a good guy and he's um, you know, gone through a lot to get back there. I can hear the thunder coming through Paige's microphone. Yeah. <laughs> it's thundering so hard. <laughs> I can definitely it's going hear the thunder. Big Country and I share an office together, and I've just witnessed the most Midwestern thing I've probably ever seen. Homie is in the office, shoes are off, he's reclined, he's working, which is fine. He doesn't have stinky feet, whatever. It, thunder starts rolling, <laughs> shoes come back on. It's like, I, yep. might, uh, I might have to go here. <laughs> right? I know. It's that time of year where you tell your kids, know where your shoes are when you go to bed tonight. Like, maybe wear them yep. to bed, you know, or we're just leaving downstairs. So, uh, okay, well, let's great list. We would love to know yours, uh, assuming Melo and I make it through the next 12 hours. Um, but let's move on to some paging two guys. You can always send those in hashtag paging two guys. First question. This should be an easy one for you two because you are avid golf fans. Who would your match partner be? Mellow, take it away. Uh, it, I'm a great golfer, so I'm going to choose an athlete to be with me because I've already, uh, I've got the golf thing going. I, it's easy. It's Patrick Mahomes. Honestly, like even yesterday, you know, Wednesday when the, the matchups were announced and everything like that, we all sat there and were like, I wonder at what point is it Mahomes? Probably next year. Like as soon as he wants in, I think he's in. And I do think that he is a really good golfer as well. So I would take him to be my partner in the match. All right. Well, um, my partner would be Larry Fitzgerald because – I've seen him golf at Pebble Beach, and he is good. Like, good, good. And yeah. he's been perfecting his game for a while. Smart guy. Also, I was I lived in Arizona for a while. Big fan of his. If I had to pick, like, people you're rooting for, I guess another one would be Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, but, yeah, so I would pick Larry Fitzgerald for my team. That was a surprise pick. I know a lot of people thought that I'd pick, like, Najee or, I don't know. <laughs> but in terms of football players, that's who I would go with. NBA players, I have a different answer. Obviously. So I Steph went with – I'm a – sorry, go ahead. Who would your NBA player be? No, my NBA player would be Pat Connaughton. You guys know this. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, who's the one guy whose name I never know? Um, so <laughs> if, if if I were ever asked, I'm the worst golfer on this show probably. I, I didn't get to see Paige golf After on Saturday. After this weekend? feel confident that I might be down pretty low on that list. So I would just be out there to crush beers. So I would pick someone like George Kittle or Matthew Stafford or Travis Kelsey. Like – I just want somebody who can probably carry us. My short game is decent, but I'm really just there to have a good time. So uh, actually, Obama would be my first pick because I just feel like we'd have a great time together. Uh, and then it would be one of the – like pick an NFL player who you feel like would binge drink. That would be my pick. Taylor Lewan. 
Taylor Lewan. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quentin Nelson, Taylor Lewan. Yeah. Yeah. Mac Jones. Just gonna let him drive the cart, right? Uh, uh. uh. <laughs> we can make those jokes, right? It's been long. All right, let's okay, ask our next. second question from Joe Chichino, whose name I always mess up. Are the Bears making a mistake by playing Tevin Jenkins on the left side? I don't think they are, but uh, we'll see. Man, I know when we talked to him, the three of us were talking to him yeah. at Exos. He really felt like he was a right tackle or right guard. I remember that part of the interview. Yep. So I know he's played left side and he feels comfortable there. Um, we'll see. Uh, I'm. I think he's so good in the run game and not very good in the pass game, which I know is maybe the opposite of what you would expect coming out of Oklahoma State. So I, I think it will. It'll be an interesting development for him. But they they must believe in him because they let Charles Leno walk. Yeah, I think a lot of teams looked at him as a left tackle as well, and maybe he went through his college career and was like, "No, I'm going to have to play on the right." They're telling me I'm going to have to play on the right. Uh, but a lot of teams in the NFL view him as a left tackle, so I don't think they're making a mistake. I mean, if he gets to camp or whatever, and it's not looking good at left tackle, you just move him over to right tackle. I, I think he'll be fine. Is, is, as someone who has not played football, is that really hard to make the jump between the two? Yeah. I think for some okay. people, if you haven't done it, it is. There are there are okay. some guys who are able to play both sides, and I think that's – it's like being ambidextrous. Like, it's really not common. I was going to say, okay. I thought I saw somebody, one of the – O-line guys that are on Twitter say it'd be like teaching a long jumper how to jump off the other foot. Like it's it's not Ooh. that difficult, but it is going to take a lot of reps. It, it's yeah. going to take a lot of practice to get used to lining up differently, especially if you've you know at Oklahoma State have been there for four years and been on the right side, and then they ask you to do it on the left side. But uh, I think a lot of those guys kind of know when they're doing their combine training, they start working both sides. Yeah. So I think it'll be well, difficult, it's not like he's be like, but no. it's not impossible. Right. Yeah, definitely not. There's a lot more money on the left side. So yeah. if they ask, yep. you're going to go. Uh, all right, last question from Tyler Warden. Can someone explain to me why Tua has been completely dismissed by national sports media? Is it because of Tank for Tua, because of Herbert's performance, or because the media needs a story and he's the sacrificial lamb? I, I do think it's a lot of the fact that Justin Herbert was picked one spot after him and did outplay him you know it was and outplayed him more in the the stats were better the big plays were better and it's more it's easier to digest because Herbert's big he's got a strong arm he's a good athlete that's easy there's not a lot of nuance to that I think with Tua the expectations were so high because of who he was at Alabama and then as I said before it's like people forgot they had a catastrophic injury and then really no prep for the season it was just thrown out there so I don't know that you know, like the media doesn't exist. Like we don't all get around and be like, hey, who's going to be our guy that we're going to pick on this year? Now there is mm-hmm. a little bit of an echo chamber and people follow the leader sometimes, but I don't I don't think it's like that necessarily. I think that he just, whatever expectations were set for him, whether that be individually or collectively, he didn't hit those and Herbert did. There's more of that thunder. Goodness gracious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I agree I, with you though. I, I don't know if there's anything that like people came together and like, let's, pick a guy that we're just gonna you know hate but with two i do think the dolphins kind of did it a little bit themselves too with the oh we're gonna start two and if we need to bring in our closer we'll bring in the closer yeah. but uh, i think that with Tua, he's a guy that maybe the virtual learning wasn't a great move for him maybe it wasn't a great situation i've taken some online classes before wasn't good for me couldn't do it but you know get in person that's more where i can learn be hands-on so i think a normal off season for Tua is going to be huge I mean, he's a rookie, and it just so happens the other two rookies played really well. 
So I, I think we need to pump the brakes a little bit. And also all the trade speculation this year. Every every quarterback that was rumored to be traded is like, oh, the Dolphins. The Dolphins could be a good landing spot. Now, I think a lot of yeah. that was they had first-round picks. And they were obviously talking to a lot of teams about moving those picks and maybe for a quarterback. And teams wanted Tua back in return. It wasn't like the Dolphins you know, hated Tua, but if you can get a Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson, you're probably going to at least kick the tires on that. And that led a lot of people to think, oh, Tua isn't cut out for it. They don't like him as a rookie. And, but they're rolling with him in 2021, so it's good to see that for him. Yeah. No, I think the injury thing was a major part of it. Like People just forgot mm. and were like, all right, we're evaluating him on the fact that he's fine and he's healthy and he should be back. But like you forget that right. like being away from the game like that is so difficult. Um, and like you talked about before, like reps are important. So I think that's a big part of it. I also think that... I want to say that, like, yes, expectations were high because of Alabama, but also people love to hate on Alabama. So I would say that also the other thing is is that people almost wanted him to not be good because they wanted it to be like, oh, Alabama game managers again and not panning out in the NFL um, Alabama quarterbacks. So I think people wanted it to fit that narrative because not everyone is super supportive of the the Tad like myself. Unlike Paige. (laughs) Roll Tad. All right. That is our show. Uh, By the way, we are taking a vacation. Uh, so two weeks, taking just a little break. I will be all over the West. Paige will be in Hawaii. Mello will be. We're not telling you where Mello's going to be. That's where he's going to be. So enjoy cave. the break from us. Miss us. Please do miss us. And then come back. When we come back, we'll have a lot of NFL and college football news and notes to talk about, I'm sure. And, of course, we will probably all still be attached to our phones. So you won't really miss us that much. I mean, speak for yourself. I might. Well, I'll be attached to my phone to post on Instagram. But other than that, <laughs> in Hawaii, I'm going to okay. be checked out. <laughs> Maybe a little, oh, okay. a little attached. <laughs> right. A little right. attached. All right. That's our show. Uh, have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you guys in two weeks. <laughs>